Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 27th episode of Crime Over Wine, the only podcast with head-scratching true crime stories that are just better over a bottle of wine. I'm your host, Liam Collins, and this week, my guest co-host used to be one of my toughest competitors in the news world. She is a Miami queen who spent time all over the U.S., Colorado, North Carolina, California, now Alabama. My guest co-host this week is Camila Barco. Hello, Camila. So good to see you. Leo, it's been so long. Uh, it has. I know. We used to hang out all together, uh, uh, together all the time in Jacksonville, and now we're just like, like literally a couple hours apart, but like you spent all the time in California, so we were like, you know, really kind of, you know, missing each other, so. We had that long-distance relationship yeah, for a little yeah. bit. But we made it through. We, we made, made it through. through. We made it through, and now we're back just about, what, an hour and a half from each other? Yeah, not too far. I think it's like two hours i think from what we like calculated so like you know besties again so love that for us <laughs> so camille and i first met like we said when we were both reporters in jacksonville north carolina we were both bureau reporters for our stations in town and now camille works with the united way in huntsville alabama but like we said makes some you know pit stops along the way yeah what you know, looking back at how far we've come since North yeah. Carolina, we've gone through so much, and it feels like forever yeah. ago. It does. Yeah, it was two years ago. Actually, um, I moved away from Jacksonville two years ago next week. Whoa. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is. And I I moved, I think it was two, almost two and a half years ago that I moved from North Carolina. And I was in California, and now I'm in Alabama. And it feels like I've done so much, but... Mm-hmm. When I look at the time frame, like, is two and a half years too long? Yeah. Well, and it's like crazy too. Like, you know, 10 years from now, we'll be like, that was like a blip <laughs> on the radar. You know what I mean? And like, now we're just like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, now two years, like, feels like it's like such a, like, you know, extensive um, time frame of our lives. So I also want to say you're putting Jacksonville, North Carolina on the map. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Um, anyone who's listened to the first couple episodes of my podcast who listened to last week and also listened to episode six of this podcast knows that like some wild stuff happens in Jacksonville and no <laughs> one talks about it. And so I'm here to talk about it. So love that for us. Not to be mistaken with Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, yeah, different. Um, you know, and you know, they're not the same. They're definitely not the same. Um, but I will say so. Um, I'm just because because we you brought uh, we brought up some of the cases that happened in Jacksonville. So episode six, we talked about Mariah Woods case. Um, okay. and you were here for like a little bit of the of the mm-hmm. um, evolution of that. Um, so what? Any wrap up thoughts? Um, on that, and also pause just here for a second. If you have not listened to episode six of this podcast, go back and listen to that right now because we're probably going to spoil some stuff for you. <laughs> um, I. I, you know, I got there um, after it all happened, mm. but I was still in the midst of hearing things about the story. The yeah. yeah. And I never dug deep into what happened and how it happened. But for me, it was one of the biggest stories that definitely we oh, yeah. covered in Eastern North Carolina. I mean, oh, by far. you came, I think, about a year after it happened or so, or maybe just a few months. Yeah, it was the end of 2017 that it happened, I believe. And then um, and then I, I got moved there in 2020. So Okay. Well, my math is wrong, too. <laughs> that's, that's why I was a journalist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> true, true, true. But also, too, so last week, for a case that I know that you that you covered, um, we, we covered the Jenna Franks case last week. Um, oh. I know you're familiar with um and so that is like so, like it makes me mad because that is such a like a, like a case that 
like did not get the attention that it needed like in any way shape or form um so like any thoughts there i guess you know that that one was hard to cover because it was such a graphic story from what i was hearing especially from people in the community and like you said it did not get the attention that it should have and the last time i heard about this case i remember that people or the law enforcement was still looking for the person responsible Mm -hmm. so i don't know if you have an update on that case um no so no update in terms of investigative stuff um and that's kind of been like another thing that um you know Mm. you know i know you know where i'm going with this but like you know just with that with the agency that you know that is investigating that case like um kind of makes me mad in terms of the information that they're putting out there lack of information that they're putting out there um is kind of frustrating um but i mean then again maybe they just you know have put out like everything that they actually do know about it who knows but um i don't know yeah that that one that one upsets me because i because and there's a lot of things that like i know that you know that i know that like i haven't really been able to like definitively confirm through like mm-hmm. source material um that you know makes it even more heartbreaking um so for those of you who are listening right now and like i did listen to the jenna franks episode last week like we scratched the surface on this and like really didn't dig too much deeper into the graphic details i suppose um and so you know it, point being is like again so like this is a case that like needs needs attention and needs a like needs a lot of people like us who are going to be elevating those stories um and so yeah it's just that 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 one that one it gets to me and is one of the reasons why i wanted to start this podcast yeah no like you said it definitely needed the attention mm-hmm. that it did not still get needs it. yeah and oh, it no. still needs because the investigation mm-hmm. from my understanding is still ongoing oh yeah yeah, yeah, no, they, as far as, as, as far as I'm aware, they don't even have, a, like, a person of interest, even, so, I mean, oh. I don't know, maybe they have some ideas, but, I don't know, again, they haven't really said anything, so who knows, so, anyways, you know, we're, we have not even gotten to the wine yet, so let's, let's go there, because <laughs> <laughs> we needed wine to talk about that, so let's bring in the wine now, so this week we are drinking Francis Capola's Pinot Grigio. It's a crisp, vibrant white with flavors of lime, green apple, honeysuckle, and natural acidity. So, like, very tropical flavors in there. Ooh, just yeah. in time for summer. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But I'm also kind of, like, nervous. Like, there's a lot of, like, sour flavors. So we're going to see how this one goes for sure. I will say lime, green apple, those are some of the things that I love in any drink. Mm. so oh interesting yeah well you're you're also like a my a little miami girl so like, I, I'm, I definitely see you you loving anything with a little you know, lime in it so it's interesting because we have very different favorites. oh i remember that about you <laughs> oh yeah i remember that you were always trying to go for like the sweetest wines possible and i was like no 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 like hold on <laughs> this is a meme liam is de- <laughs> red wine versus white wine yeah, i am white literally. wine <laughs> <laughs> white wine all oh, the man. way okay let's move on before camila and i break up because this is like, <laughs> another this is long distance relationship <laughs> yeah, seriously we got through like literally living on the outside of the country together and like now we're gonna be broken up over wine so you know <laughs> honestly though if i'm ever gonna if i'm ever gonna ruin a relationship it's gonna be over wine to be fair so that that is a liam thing to do it is it definitely is so this week camila i want to tell you about a crime story that isn't what you all may be used to from this podcast it's not a murder story or missing persons case. No, it actually has nothing to do with either of those two kinds of crimes at all. So if you came looking for that kind of story, bear with me this week. Instead, it is a true 
head-scratching crime story that gets at some injustices that played out in a small town in Alabama. Two older women think they're doing the right thing, but they pay a major price for it. This week, Camila, I want to tell you about Beverly Roberts and Mary Alston, Alabama's cat ladies. Around 7.30 in the morning on June 25th, 2022, police in Wetumpka, Alabama, a town just north of Montgomery, get a call about a car parked off of a road near the city's courthouse. Now, this isn't just any car. The caller tells police that they know the woman who drives it. Her name is Mary Alston, and not only do they know who she is, they also know what she's doing parked back there. She's feeding the stray cats in the area. The stray cats? Yeah. Yeah. And like, also to be clear, like annoying, like I like, like we're talking about Jacksonville, like the last time that I, um, you know, when I lived in Jacksonville, um, like we, so, you know, there was like the outdoor staircase to my apartment, right? There was this people on the first floor that would feed the stray cats all the time. So like all the time there were these like stray, like, Um. like decrepit cats that were just like hanging out outside um and i had forrest at the time who did not like cats then <laughs> they did not get along and so every single time i'm like trying to like steer them away from these like flea ridden you know animals and so point being is like there's i don't know like annoying like i get the annoyance i suppose and you we don't happen to know who the caller is i'm guessing we can, we'll get oh, more into it but we are definitely going to get more into who the caller is so hold on oh thoughts. okay okay i yeah okay no no keep going now keep going <laughs> <laughs> okay so maybe you know like we said a little annoying feeding stray and feral cats can often lead to an overpopulation of the animals in the area as they often become accustomed to expecting food in this area the city had apparently become really overburdened with the feral cat problem around the courthouse. The cats had apparently done some substantial damage to county property, including on police cars and people feeding the cats had also invited some other animals too, including buzzards to come and do even more damage than that. The city, including the mayor, had been able to tie this activity back to Mary Alston and her friend Beverly Roberts, who were 60 and 84 years old, Mm. respectively. Beverly was even a retired sergeant major in the U.S. Army. The duo was pretty well known around town as a pair of, you know, troublemakers in, I mean, like, the best way possible, (laughs) in my opinion. They became advocates for animal rights in the town, Uh reporting dogs that were being treated poorly and speaking up against animal cruelty. They became regulars at city council meetings where they would advocate for ordinances that banned dogs from being tied up or tethered outside, and they also called attention to incidents of animal abuse or cruelty and demanded that the city do more to stop it. And I have to imagine that the city probably felt like nothing that they did would ever be enough for them. You know, I just want to say, first of all, I'm glad that this is going in not an animal cruelty type of a story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> When I was first hearing about this, I didn't know whether this was going to go that way or, mm. in, you know, in the way that it's going to go. Because animal cruelty yeah. stories are, you know, being a reporter, yeah. that was one topic that I could not cover. Fair. I can cover murders. I can cover any trial cases. But when it came <laughs> to animal cruelty cases, yeah. I looked away. I never raised my hand up to do 
to take part. Well, because you know what, too? Like, you know, just because, again, like, we've both been there, like, you know that the smell is bad. <laughs> like, when you go to those kinds of properties, like, you know, the pictures are going to be bad. The videos are going to be rough. Like, totally right there with you, for sure. I, you know, cannot help but see my dog's faces in, like, every single one of those pictures. Oh, and also, I also want to sigh because it's two older ladies participating in this yeah so let's re-emphasize that again (laughs) because i did feel like i went over that really fast so mary is 60 Mm. beverly is 84 at this time a retired sergeant major mm -hmm. in the u.s army yeah like literally lived her whole life trying to do the right thing and the right thing and now it doesn't seem like it's going in the best way Mm -mm. no 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 but you know you do have to respect a couple of retired ladies who really want to dedicate every single second of their free time to fighting for a cause that they care about especially a cause that supports our little fur babies feral and stray cats are a significant problem in cities across the country and there is an important difference between those two words too Stray cats are cats that have at one point been housed, but may have escaped or been let loose. So those cats typically have some domesticated instincts and can pretty easily be reacclimated to a homed lifestyle. Feral cats, on the other hand, have never been homed and are used to fending for themselves, which can make them aggressive and destructive, and they can often become invasive, killing animals like songbirds or other wild animals that are already under stress for a variety of different reasons. And while seeing just a few feral cats in the neighborhood may seem harmless, it can quickly get out of control. A cat can produce as many as 20 kittens in a single year. Mm. Have a Heart says a pair of unfixed cats and their offspring can produce up to you ready for this 420,000 kittens in their entire lifetimes PETA estimates that between 60 and 100 million homeless cats currently live in the United States. They often live short lives on the streets and more often than not dying from diseases like feline AIDS or infectious peritonitis rather than from old age. So this is what the National Animal Rights Organization says you should do if you have a feral cat problem in your town. Don't stop at feeding alone. That will only attract more cats to the neighborhood and make the problem even worse for you. Instead, you should get the cats captured humanely, either on your own or by getting animal control to do it if they if they, that's an option, and take them to a local shelter. An increasing number of shelters are not taking homeless cats due to overcrowding, but most shelters will still spay or neuter the cats free of charge, and they can be let back into the area where they were taken where they can live with better behaviors and with a decreased risk of the population spreading. PETA calls this a feral cat colony, but it only works if every single one of the cats in that colony are spayed or neutered. Okay, I just want to say this might be a government city problem. Why are they not addressing this themselves? Mm -hmm. That's good question. That's my, you know, yeah, that's my question. These women are look like they're taking action because their own government Mm -hmm. is not taking action. Yeah. Well, yeah, so let's get there, too. As part of their ongoing battle to help the city's animals, Beverly and Mary would set up shop near the city's courthouse for TNR, or Trap Neuter Release. Basically, they would use their own money to lure stray and feral cats into cages, pay for them to be spayed or neutered, and either release them back where they were captured or get them adopted if that's possible. And although it wasn't very popular, animal rights advocates said it was absolutely necessary to curbing the feral cat population in town. 
down. In fact, the head of the Humane Society in Montgomery told CBS News that it was, quote, the solution to the city's feral cat problem. Okay, again, give these women, like, the key to the city, whatever it is. They're they're doing the job that the government should be doing, and these ladies are getting right. in trouble for it. Yeah, right, exactly. So so yeah, so that that and I was looking up. I was like, okay, does the city not have like a freaking animal control? Yeah. Like, I don't understand why. Like, you know, the, these ladies need to feel the need to do this, but they do. They literally have an animal control, and so I don't really. I don't like I don't get it. Like I'm like okay, if 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 you know, clearly your city isn't doing isn't doing the the problem. You're having this issue, they're causing damage to the to the to the property. Either send animal control down there and do to do it or just let them freaking do their do what they want to do. Like it's not like if this is really an accepted practice, like just let them do it. Yeah, and I also want to say when I was living in Colorado as a reporter, we I, I I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this because this is a problem not just here in Alabama this is a problem like across the country i'm sure certain mm-hmm. cities and towns are seeing this all around when i was in colorado um i was living in this small town called grand junction and mm-hmm. uh, putting grand junction on the map um grand junction <laughs> had a problem with this as well they had so many mm-hmm. cats they needed to stop the problem they were overpopulating uh, mm-hmm. there were probably more cats than there were people there <laughs> <laughs> and um we there was a humane society, uh, uh, like a, yeah, like a humane society for, for animals. Mm-hmm. And what they did is they brought a vet and they had this whole operation, kind of how Beverly and Mary mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. They would go out, they would trap, they would neuter, and then they would release yep. them back into the wild. And they had this whole mm-hmm. operation going, but it was the, people in the town who were specialized in this to do it. It wasn't just some random people. Right. Mm-hmm. So applause to yeah. Beverly and Mary. And so to be clear too, so so they have like this whole history of like, you know, dealing with these kinds of animals. So like, like, although it might just seem like a couple old ladies, like they have like a lot of background to be able to, to be able to do this kind of stuff. Okay. And also like everything that I read about TNR, Trap to Release, like it, like, it, like every single animal rights organization said like, yes, this is helpful to like the ultimate problem because it cuts down the population and also doesn't put as many people in danger because if you, if you release them, um, if you release a feral cat back into the into the environment, like they're going to be much more likely to survive, um, as opposed to putting them in in a home because they just because first of all they could be a danger to people, um, so that's not obviously a possibility. But like, what are you going to do? Like, put them down? Like, mm-hmm. like I don't like where you can just like put them back into the into the wild to like figure it out for themselves. And like once they're neutered, um, or spayed, like they're going to be much more much less likely, um, to cause problems. Um, you know, like exactly the problems that the city is talking about so that that i mean that was like like every single article that i read about tnr it backed that up um and what has a has the city did the city say anything about what these women were doing with that tnr yeah the city did not like that the city's cat ladies were doing this like at all they saw the food that they were offering the area's cats as a leverage for these cats to set up shop and again do countless amounts of damage to city and county property beverly and mary had apparently set up their operations on this side street before which was public property but because the city did didn't like that they were doing this, they had asked them to stop and leave the area multiple times before this day, and even had them trespassed at least once before. I, my question is, is it legal for them to give them, 
to give food to the cats. Like, is mm. is that a problem? We are going to get oh, there. Oh, okay. Um, so you're jump, like jumping on a little bit, but I love the way you're thinking okay. so much. But we are going to get there. But but um, but to, to that point too, like I think the public property thing mm-hmm. here is really important. Um, because you because like I mean you know like you can't be trespassed from public property just because you're there and like they don't want you there. You know what I mean? Because like it's like taxpayer money. But they can trespass you um if you're doing something illegal. So if you go in you know public nuisance, if you are you know causing problems, you know if you're if you're going there and graffiti or whatever, you know you hit somebody, then you can then they can have you trespassed and kicked off the property and have you arrested that way. Um, but just because they're there, they don't and you're doing something that they don't necessarily like. Mm. That's not a reason to arrest you, right? So that's that's a very important difference. And again, we're going to get there and we're going to explain that whole thing. So hold on to that. Okay, I'm jumping. I'm, I'm jumping ship. But tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. Okay. Well, when officers arrived, officers saw that Mary was in possession of fancy feast and it was all over the front and back seats of her car they told mary that she had been told last summer to stop returning to the spot to feed the stray cats and this interaction is caught on body camera video which was published in full by al.com and we are going to link to this video on our website and in our show notes but here camila this here it is Ten four ten twenty eight returns to Mary Alston of Wetumpka in a two thousand five Hyundai HG three hundred and fifty green in color. Status is current twenty nine negative. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. All right. What question? What are you doing? Trying to trap some cats. Okay. All right. We got to call that somebody was out here feeding the cats and stuff like that. So I'm trying to trap them. Okay. You have your driver's license with you, man. Where do you take them once you trap them? Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> I got three. Y'all have three cop cores because I'm feeding cats. No, it, it, we wow. always we always do this. It's That's fine. Do they really? <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. All right, give me just a second, Miss Alfred. Okay. That would be good. Why don't you come up here and learn how to do this? Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Better yet, why don't you go tell her to get the fuck out? Don't come back. Okay. We're formally trespassed from this area right here, so if you come back and we catch you out here, you go to jail for criminal trespass third. No, ma'am. This is public property. City property. property. This is city property. No, <laughs> which makes it public. Property. Yeah, and the city does not want anybody feeding the animals around here because they're becoming a nuisance. I'm trying to help that nuisance by catching them. I okay. mean, you should. They should be thanking me. I've got a trap set right there, trying to help catch them and get them out of here. Okay. We have an animal right. control officer that's certified for that. I know that, and Terrence knows that I try to help him catch them. Okay, we're telling you now. Okay, the trespass stands. Just. Don't be around here trapping them anymore, okay? All right, you have to go. Okay. So I have like so many thoughts, um, but I want to hear yours first. Um. Well, my question, I don't know if you have an answer, but my question is, uh, maybe I should know this. 
they said that it was public property, but the city didn't want them there. But isn't public property taxpayer money? So isn't that is she really trespassing? Right. So that was like, like well, like uh, that was like my first like roll like eye roll moment because I was because so Mary was like, this is public property, but then he says, um, no, this is city property. <laughs> which, by the way, same fucking thing. Like you know, um, but yeah. So that that kind of made me mad. So so yeah, but you are right about that. Um, so I mean, right. So city property. So like point being is like she paid for it. Like she's a taxpayer. So I'm not saying again that she can do whatever the heck she wants to on it, but like. The city can't do whatever the heck they want to to her. You know what I mean? This goes back to also the feeding the cats. It's it's not mm-hmm. illegal. Um, so if she right. wasn't doing anything wrong. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So I guess the – so uh, and this becomes like a little clearer later on. But like I guess – so I go back to the fact that um, – to what we um, said before about um, how she had been there before. Mm. They didn't like that she was there before. They trespassed her before. So now it becomes a problem. And so that's kind of where we're at, I guess. So I guess the fact that she was trespassed there previously and then her returning mm. makes that a crime. Mm. Okay. But, yeah, but I still don't like the fact that she was trespassed to begin with. But, like, again, not the point. Yeah. I Yeah, my thing is, yeah, why is she in trouble for trespassing when really she isn't trespassing because it's city right. property? But – Right. Yeah. And just on like a right, like, and like I said, we'll link to this on our website, um, in our show notes too. Um, but you, so, but for listeners, obviously are not going to be able to see this. Like, it's just like, uh, like, she's just like parked on like a grassy side of a road. Like it looks like a, like a double yellow lined road. Like it's nothing crazy. Like, it's not like she's like off in the woods somewhere. Like she's literally just like maybe 10 feet off of a, off of a pretty main road. It looked like. Yeah. It looks like yeah. on the side of a side of the road on the grass. It's mm-hmm. not like she's blocking traffic. It's not like she's blocking mm-hmm. a parking spot. She mm-hmm. just parked somewhere else it looked like there were some trees yeah. around her uh, but no yeah. nuisance to anybody else yeah and i will say though because um i think you caught this right at the beginning like how she was like oh you guys have three cop cars to like you know come do this um and and he was like oh we always do stuff like this and like really i'm like okay i don't know like i i get like every stop every you know a traffic stop is different and you never know what you're getting yourself into three cops though for a for a uh for a, a feeding the cats call feels a little excessive well i i know i will also i would defend you too because what i also say is um at the beginning they'll say her name and they'll say like the car mm-hmm. so they're they right. know who they're dealing with and- right oh yeah yeah oh and like going back again, going back to your original question, like the with the with the caller, they knew who they were dealing with from the very beginning. Um, but we'll get there. Yeah, and um, I I'll give I'll give the officers the benefit benefit of the doubt. There, it sounded like one of the officers wanted to teach the other one something. Mm-hmm. Looks like they were in training, so that's fine. But three cop yeah. cars—that's a little excessive yeah. for some cats and an older lady. But then, I don't, so I don't know if you heard that little interaction that the that those two cops had. Um, it was really kind of faint. Um, but he says um, to to the cop, so to the cop that is apparently in training, um, the that cop says to the other to the um, to the training cop, um, you know, let's teach you how to do this. Tell her to get the fuck out and don't come back. And again, so this was right, like you know, a minute after this whole like the the original interaction. I think it's just worth noting, like the mentality and like the like how they are going into this whole entire situation. And like I know, like cop speak is like is like they're a little bit more crass than 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 the average person. But like you're dealing with a sixty year old woman, like calm down a little bit. Like maybe keep the swearing to a minimum. 
minimum here. You know what I mean? Like it just like you know you're not dealing with some hoodlum. Like you're dealing with a sixty year old woman who just wants to feed the cats. I, cats and an older woman. That's yeah. it. It's not going to be a hectic day at work, so... Well, about an hour later, officers arrive again to that exact same spot, and this time, Mary is not alone. Beverly had driven to the road, almost exactly where Mary was. In fact, it looked like Mary's car didn't even look like it moved, you know, a single inch. And what happened next is what police get a good amount of flack about. Okay, so, like, we're talking about those flavors again, right? So, you were talking about the lime. Lime is popping in this one for 1,000%. Um, I did, like, the, like, that is pretty much all the flavors I'm getting. And also, too, like, the bottle is green. So, like, maybe I should yeah. like a little more. And even, like, the wine's a little bit green, too. I was going to so. say, do you like the li- Okay, we since the beginning, we know that you like the red wines. I obviously have a different <laughs> palette. Mm-hmm. Um. I prefer the lime. I am peanut grigio. Mm. Love it. I'm not a huge citrusy flavored kind of guy though okay. in wine. So okay, that's kind of that's kind of my. But also a lot of those citrus citrusy flavors are more in whites. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't like fruity flavors in wines in general. Like I just want like very like dry bold flavors. Y- yes, yes, and I don't like you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everyone has their thing, you know what I mean? And so like, you know, that's just that's just my thing. I so. I will say um sometimes a drink can get too fruity and that's just too mm. much for oh, me. Yeah. Um mm. I need to have it balanced. I can't have it too yeah, dry. I can't have it too fruity. I need it to be like right in the middle. So do you yeah, feel like we're hitting that middle or do you feel like it's still a little too fruity? I do feel like it's on the fruitier mm. end. I just don't think cuz it's 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 a it's a very subtle flavor too, okay. um which I'm not really digging like <laughs> not really i don't know it's it's again for 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 your for your for, for the people who are listening right now who are on the fruitier end of the scale okay um so if you if if that's where you're going with this i think you this is are for you. going to enjoy this i think this is for you i definitely think this is for you but if you're anything like liam and you like red wine <laughs> this is not for you no and i'm like trying to pick out the flavors too like the honeysuckle i'm definitely getting for sure okay and it's also a lot in the front of the mouth i'm not getting a whole lot of a whole lot in the back of the mouth either i, I I feel like that's how a lot of red, I mean, excuse me, white wines are. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm getting all, it's very mouth forward for sure. But I mean, I think, you know, I will say for, for considering, because, you know, I do a lot of like very dark cases on this podcast. And so considering <laughs> that we're, doing, we're, we're changing things up a little bit and we're doing a little bit more of a lighter, fun case. Um, it is nice to have a lighter, fun wine. And it was also really nice to have like a lighter, fun guest because Camila is is a light, fun time. So this is fitting to today today's story. It's fitting to, t- to <laughs> yeah. me. And it's also fitting to the season. True. Very, very true. Very, very true. I had a lot of watermelon in this weekend. So now hearing about lime and citrus, you're just throwing summer at me. Summer is here. Summer is here. We love that, Brez. And we know, you know, it's like summer year round in Miami. And so like, <laughs> Maybe that's why I like white wine. <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah, you definitely can't drink red in Miami. That's for sure. <laughs> well, let's get back to the story because it's we're about to get into Beverly. Beverly's about to enter the chat. Um, and so I want to I, you want to hear what, what happens when Beverly gets there. Um, I do. Yes. Okay. Well, again, this time three cop cars show up to ask these ladies about them feeding the stray cats. And when they approach Mary and Beverly, they ask Beverly for her ID. They run it and find that she's been trespassed before for the same exact thing. So here's what happens next. (laughs) 
are we doing? Super 939. Could you 10-9 here, 1028? Delta Victor, 577-01. Well, ma'am, we, we told you to leave this area. Well, for trespassing, we told you to leave and you haven't left. I could take you to jail now. I'm not trying to do that. Ma'am, do you have your driver's license with you? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're trying to do a good Thank thing. Thank you, ma'am. I don't. I don't not understand. We're trying to help. We're not. Yeah. Negative to none. You want to handle her? I mean, she's still not leaving. If you want to take her to jail too, go for it. All right, Ms. Roberts. Okay. Apparently, they've had an issue with you out here before with the cats. Not here. Feeding the cats out here, right? Well, I feed them. We've been trying to trap them, and we get them neutered, and then get them homes. Okay. So we're trying to do the city a favor. Okay, well, yeah. the city has asked you multiple times. The city? Yes, ma'am. Not to do this. Uh -huh. Okay, and they have trespassed you. Okay, and now you're trespassing. I'm okay. sitting in my car. I'm not. Well, I well you're, on the, you're, you're on the property. You've got cat food, okay? It's pretty, I mean, all in the back seat. It's pretty, it's pretty no. clear what your intent is, okay? Uh-huh. All right, so because you've been trespassed and you have returned yet again, we're going to have to take you to jail, okay? Jesus Christ. No, no, no. Hey, no. You can go too. Uh, I'm just. No. So I'm not that, allowed to talk? No, that doesn't involve you. <laughs> You've been told at least uh, 25 minutes ago that you were trespassing here. I will call a lawyer. Right. Yes, ma'am. That's, that's fine. You can call, you can call a lawyer as soon as you get to the jail, okay? <laughs> exactly. Go ahead and get in your car. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead and get in your car. Go ahead and get in your car. Ma'am, go, go to your car before you get arrested. I guess you want it to. No, I just wanted to say okay, something. Okay, get in your car. Go ahead and get in your car. Get in your car. All right, Ms. Roberts, we're going to have to get you to step out, okay? I'd be trespassing if I did. Well, ma'am, you're already trespassing. Shit. You all are unbelievable. Okay. This is what you're wasting city gas on. Okay. Step up here for me. Okay. Now, wait a minute. I'm not going to listen to me. Uh -huh. Listen. Hold on. Where are you, you going? I'm going to give her my car keys so she can get my okay. car to here, my house. Here, give it to that officer right there. He'll I hand them to her. Want to say one thing hey, to you. it's going to get ugly if you don't stop. Okay. Can I please you say one thing? Bitch. Okay. Now you just got another charge. Can I say one thing? Get out. Get out. I'm tired. Get out. Get out. Help him. You, I, I got hurt real bad. Can I get my car off the No, ma'am. You just threw those keys at my officer. You're not getting anything. Oh, ma'am, stop. Come on now. You're 84 year old. My... You are way too old to be acting like this. Come on now. Listen, acting like a child. Listen, I want my purse. I want I want my purse, my identification. You can't take me without my purse. You understand? You cannot take me without my purse. Go ahead and step in for me. 
Come on. Close my, close my car. Don't want Ma'am, we're going to get all your stuff. Just step in for me. Well, I, I can't without, I, you know, I'm eight, almost 85 years old. Yes, ma'am, I, I had every intention of putting those handcuffs in the front for you until uh, you started acting like that. Oh. Uh, I, 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 I'm sorry, I can't get in. Okay, step back out real quick. All right. Step right out there. I'm going to put you in the lower car so you can get in better. I'll stop. I'll stop. well then yeah seriously again i have like so many thoughts camila but you first um first just the manhandling on these women mm. that was just unnecessary there were it was just a conversation didn't need the handcuffs could have probably been sorted out could have probably mm. taken maybe a little bit longer than they wanted it to be but mm. in the end these women showed no threat to anybody not the officers not the cats mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were uh, they were just taken into these cop cars very aggressively. Yeah. Well, and that aggression started, like, literally from the jump, right? Because right off the bat, I mean, even with Mary going back to the very beginning, they were already threatening her with arrest. Like, they were threatening her with arrest from the very, very jump of this whole thing. And it's like, to me, like, I'm just like, like, there are people committing murders. There are people dealing drugs in this town. I'm sure of it. There are, like all these like very dangerous situations that could cause people actual physical harm and like you three different police officers are spending your evening going after these two older women and like you know like like give them a fine like if you really care that much give them a fine like why like because the only thing you're doing right now is taking them to jail and costing the city more money frankly yes yes and also like she said the city you're spending city gas on this you're mm-hmm. spending gas on driving out to where these women are. You couldn't just write them up a ticket the first yeah. time. There there could have been other solutions to this besides yeah. just putting them back in the back of a cop car. Yeah. And also so so there was so and like again, for our viewers you or listeners, you're not gonna be able to to mm-hmm. have seen this part. Um, but she so so what what happened was so they get Beverly out of the out of her car because the whole pretty much the whole interaction is when with Beverly still sitting in her driver's seat car. And um so at some point she gets out of the car after they say that that she's going to jail. Um and she and she tries to give Mary her keys, and that's when the officer goes up to her and says oh this is if this is gonna get ugly if you don't stop like what the fuck does that mean first off like what are you gonna like rough up some 84 year old woman like anyways but and then (laughs) so then at that point she like like he says that like she threw the keys at him which like is not true like he she does like like a little like harder like like kind of put the keys in his hand um but she didn't throw it at him by any means and like to, to charge someone with assault for that is 
absurd and like the the highest level of absurdity like frankly these cops should be embarrassed themselves uh, like honest to god if they to call themselves law enforcement officers is embarrassing yeah just very sensitive overall with these officers from what i saw mm-hmm. in this video and like you said right from the yeah. get-go right right from when we started this video you can uh, see that these officers were there for just one thing they were not putting yeah. up with it they were just saying right. we're going to arrest you and we're going to yeah. take you but again this this again this is what people People always complain about why are we wasting taxpayer money on yeah. these ridiculous, ridiculous things, yeah. these petty crimes, yeah. which I don't yeah. even know is, is still a crime. To this, to this point, I'm not sure if there has been a crime committed. <laughs> <laughs> no, unclear, totally unclear, very, very true. But also too, so like you know, because because the, the with the whole key interaction, like so he, so that's when like like after they put her in, put uh, he she like throws the keys at him allegedly. Um, like he, that's when he like puts her in handcuffs. But you can see the handcuffs. Like, like, even before all that, right? So, like, he very much so intended to, like, put her in handcuffs and take her away. So, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. The, the whole interaction is just very... Is very much so, like, feels like they're flexing on them. And also, too, like... like like when I first saw this, I was wondering like who higher up is telling them that like this is like it's putting the pressure on them. Yeah, so. I don't know if we're gonna reveal who the caller is at any point. We uh, sure are. Ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, so there are, you know, a couple of things you can see in the videos too. Beverly apparently has had cat food in the front and back of her car. And while police are speaking to Beverly, Mary goes over to the spot where she usually lays her cat trap and picks it up to return it to her trunk. Yeah. Again, it was just from the get-go from this video, you can just see that this officer had one thing. Mm-hmm. There was one thing in his head. And he's like, when I get there, I'm just going to arrest these 60 and what, 85-year-old. Yeah. Put an end to this. Yeah. Put an end to this. And at in no point in this video can you see that these women are showing – make making themselves a threat they don't look dangerous they don't look they're not even driving at this point they're literally just Mm -hmm. sitting in their car um and again Mm -hmm. on the side of the road not blocking any traffic not being a nuisance not bothering anybody anybody and she explains what she's doing she explains why she's there she didn't hide anything she said that she's there to help the city trap Mm -hmm. these cats neuter them and then release them yeah, and I think even Mary at one point said, like, the city should be thanking us. Like, yeah, <laughs> they should be. I'm thanking you, Mary. I'm thanking you. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary and Beverly are both arrested and charged. Mary is charged with criminal trespassing and interfering with governmental operations. And Beverly was charged with criminal trespassing and disorderly conduct, all misdemeanors. And comparing the body camera video to the incident report written by the officers, I found to be, like, really interesting. So, Camila, I'm hoping that you're going to be able to read it for us. This is the officer's, this is the incident report? Yes. Okay. So, it says, quote, when Officer Crumpton made contact with the occupants of the vehicles, it was found that both suspects were feeding and attempting to trap stray cats. Both suspects had previously been trespassed from the area and instructed not to feed the cats. Mary Therese Alston had been trespassed approximately an hour before this contact, but had not left the area. So Officer Crumpton gave her another opportunity to leave before being arrested. Alston got in her car, but refused to leave the area and repeatedly attempted to get back out of her car and approach Officer Crumpton, who was speaking with Beverly Roberts. Officer Foster gave Alston 
multiple commands to leave, but Alston refused and continued trying to intervene with Officer Crumpton's contact with Roberts. At this time, Officer Foster placed Alston under arrest. Beverly Roberts was originally trespassed on March 4th, 2022, and had been observed in the area multiple times since that date. When Officer Crumpton informed Roberts that she would be going to jail, Roberts began screaming and cursing at officers and threw her keys at Officer Foster. Roberts was arrested on the above-listed charges and transported to the Elmore County Jail without incident or injury. So are they saying that she was screaming and cursing in this video that we just saw? Yeah. I think someone needs to have a double look at this video. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Well, yeah. So she said, so they said, um, oh, you're going to jail. And she was like, Jesus Christ. And that was the only time that I ever heard her say anything. And then actually, I did hear her say something um, like after she threw the, like threw the keys, quote unquote, threw the keys at into his hands. Oh, yeah. So she says, uh, so he says, it's going to get ugly if it's, if you don't stop. She like puts the keys in his hands, like maybe slam the keys into his hands. Um, and she says, you son of a bitch is what she says. Um, Did she so really? That, I, guess, I guess. So the, the, um, so Beverly Robbins was originally trespassed on March 4th, 2022 and had been pre and had been observed in the area multiple times since that date. And so again, we're going to get to a little bit about that, but I did just want to highlight that point because I think that that's a really interesting way to say that. Okay. Based on what, we are going to find out about this. Keep that in mind. Keep that yeah. in mind right now. Yes, for sure. So according to CBS News, the officers can later be heard saying in parts of the video that aren't published by AL.com, quote, I'm glad nobody was recording a couple of officers beating up on a couple of old ladies. It was rough, end quote. And one officer had said that he almost tased them, adding, quote, she wound up almost whooping all of her asses, end quote. See, this is, you're always, you know, you're always missing one little piece to the story. And this is just Mm -hmm. it. This is just it. I mean, I was already, I I was already mad at the fact that they were Mm -hmm. aggressive with them from the beginning. Yeah. And just their tone with them. It, it, yeah. All of it could have been handled differently, but yeah. just hearing that. And it's this to me almost, and again, I'm not them. I can't get into their heads, but this to me almost sounds like it's like, like later on, them in the car is being like, like remembering almost that they're on body camera video and be, and like trying to justify what they did by like trying to bring up that they may or may not have been threatened by these ladies you know in some way or Mm. felt that way so i don't know that that's why that's how i took that the video shows otherwise they don't these women do not look harmful obviously they're there doing a great thing for these for the city itself and this is how the city Mm. repays them basically yeah and like again so like like just to reiterate everything here like there was so so like and i just want to like recap a little bit about what we saw in the video right yeah so while this officer is talking to beverly like in her car you can kind of see like out of frame like mary goes to pick up the trap and she comes back and she's like she's like are you kidding like or something like that like she's like clearly outraged in the back of this video like maybe i I, I can't see that part of the video like you know or that officer's perspective i don't know i guess i would be interested to see like how that whole interaction went because she charged with interfering with governmental operations like it sounds like they were just tacking everything on her um <laughs> but the um but so so there's that um but then so then again so so wh- all this while beverly's still in the car 
they're just chatting after she had just found out she went to jail. She gets out of the car, and that's when she goes to go give Mary her keys. Um, and the and that's when the officer says you're gonna get like it's gonna get ugly. Um, and um, like basically threatening her. Um, and that's when like the key thing happens, and they're taking off to jail. That's it. You know what I mean? So like the the whole like I never saw a taser. I never saw a reason to pull a taser. Like there is nothing in this whole situation that justifies any part of this whole interaction. I was going to point out at both parties' behaviors. Now, when you see the officers arriving, you kind of see this. It's they're not slow at it. They already come mm. full mm-hmm. force. They already like say we're go- yeah. you, you talked about the handcuffs coming out at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about the aggressive tone at the beginning when they first arrived. They literally threatened them saying you're going to go to jail. Yeah. Um, and well, and like you're, they said it, it's going to get ugly. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that means. And then, uh, and then on the other side, you have Mar- Mary and Beverly just sitting. One of them is in the car. The other one is talking to the other. They're mm-hmm. not screaming at anybody. They're they're explaining what they're doing. And for me, it just seems like a. It it just seems like they were explaining and chatting with the officer I, yeah. in no time in no time that i saw this video at no time that i saw this video did i think okay this is going to get ugly you have these like cops that are just showing up and like right off the bat before anything like crazy happens they're you know cursing at them they're the one cursing and screaming you know from 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 you know from using their own words like they're the ones you know um you know threatening threatening them they're the one escalating the situation when like you know yeah sure like they're like they're there you know they're told them to leave and they're not leaving like like sure like maybe they should have left just like you know calm the whole situation like not make it go any further but they come back and like right off the bat like before they even have an interaction with beverly they decide they're arresting her like you know before they even talk to mary any further they're saying you take her to jail too you know what i mean so it's just it's it's just again just another example of like these of of you know police officers you know with without any provocation at all escalating the situation far beyond what it needed to go. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not here to say, you know, this is not for saying, you know... This is cops. not all cops at all. <laughs> no, right? not yeah, at all. I know all. plenty of police officers who would never do this because this is ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. No, my thing is this could have been handled completely differently um, than what was shown in this video. These are women who were trying to do a good thing and mm-hmm. these officers just escalated the, es- the situation to yeah. something that it should have never been started with yeah and you know you say the good thing too because you keep you keep saying that and i think it's worth noting too like you know there are so many crimes that are rooted in evil right like drug dealers murder assaults all this stuff like all these violent crimes robberies you know all this stuff like that are rooted in these situations that you know that are intended to be bad um and these women genuinely even if even if maybe let's just like put it into a hypothetical world like this is not true but you know put it into a hypothetical world that like you know it is that this is something that like is universally agreed upon this should not be done right these women so clearly believed that they were do that they were in the right the 100% of the time and so don't you think that deserves a little bit of of grace a little bit? Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, not at all. Like, no, like, we're taking to jail. Like, sorry. Yeah. Like, sure, they were there before and, like, they were explaining <laughs> that to them. But, like, point being is that, like, the, the, the motivation behind this was good. Yeah. I mean, they were standing their ground. They said that this is yeah. – they were helping out the city. 
Mm. And they ended up in handcuffs. Yeah. Well, the woman's attorney later says that the women were really bruised up after this incident, too. They said they had bruises on their arms and around their wrists from this arrest. Beverly, even, was apparently so upset and overwhelmed by the whole process of being arrested and jailed that she even passed out in jail and was left on this floor for several minutes before jail personnel noticed her and checked on her. As for those cops bosses. When asked later by reporters about this whole incident, the chief of police said that the officers were totally in the right and that their actions were well within city policy. So much to unravel here, just from those Mm -hmm. three paragraphs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) First of all, I feel so bad for Mary and Beverly that they even had to have bruises from this situation. Mm -hmm. If anything, they should have had bruises from the cats that they were dealing with. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure they've got a couple scratches on their arms at some point. Yeah. Yeah. that it's just unfortunate that it had to go this way but of course this is not the first that we hear of this type of situation um and also for the cops boss at this point it just sounds like they listened the cops the cops boss sounds like they listened he listened to his own boss who is probably this yeah someone in the city yeah and i also think it's worth noting to you like you know just from from a from a legal perspective i think um you know and sure like at a certain point you have to admit that you're wrong but like i don't maybe that didn't rise to that level um but i do think you know saying like openly that you know one of your employees or one of your officers made a mistake opens you up to a lawsuit um so sure you know maybe you know mm-hmm. give him the benefit of the doubt maybe that's what he was protecting maybe that's what he was doing by saying that by saying this that this was right and i'm not even really saying that 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 they did anything necessarily illegal or against any sort of policy in any way shape or form but like ethically speaking like and i think that's kind of where the gray area stands right of like you know okay well, like what's what's within policy and what should we 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 actually be doing as opposed to like you know going out and like actually finding the bad guys in the town yeah no looking at it from a human perspective and just if as a good person, I know these are cops, but at the same time, you you know who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know when you showed up, this is, is not going to be a real threat. You've, right. They have spoken to these women, it sounds like, more than once. Yeah. And so this is not the first time that they're dealing with them. And they should have gone with this in a different direction. And Yeah. For, oh, for sure. And they didn't. Um, the cop, I mean, the boss sounds like... He he's saying what he has to say. Yeah, that's what it sounds like for me. Um, Oh yeah, for sure. But do we agree with it? I I mean, I necessarily don't. I don't. No, we're definitely not. Camille and I are not on the page (laughs) on that page. (laughs) Between Mary and Beverly's arrest in June and their trial that December, they hire a defense attorney who ends up start building a pretty strong argument for them too. Alabama's cat ladies go to a bench trial in December of that year. The prosecutors lay out what they call a simple trespassing case. The city told Mary and Beverly to leave multiple times, and they did it. Plus, their interaction with police had escalated. But Beverly and Mary's defense attorney not only argued that the officer's force was excessive, but that their response was unnecessary completely to begin with. They're standing their ground. 
<laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Also, too. So, so bench trial too. So, uh, I'll just because that's the first time that's come up in this podcast. Bench trial is a judge trial. So there's no jury. It's just one person. It's just the judge saying, like, judging completely based off the law. Um, you know whether or not the the their the defendants um broke the law or didn't break the law or what have you. Um, you know, and a lot of times it's it's a it's a first of all it comes down to the judge whether or not that um whether or not that it, we go to a jury trial we go to a bench trial whatever um but a lot of times that's kind of hashed out like the default i feel like most of the time is a jury trial um but you know but it, prosecution and defense can kind of hash that out and then the judge can kind of make that final ruling most of the time of whether or not we go to a bench trial um so i mean frankly if i was if i was beverly and mary i would be fighting tooth and nail to get a jury trial in my opinion because there's no freaking way that there's any jury in the entire world that's going to convince those two old ladies <laughs> well my thing is uh, the judge does he even want to like go through a well i i think i'm on the opposite mm. side of you is does the mm. judge want to go through this whole thing because of some oh, cats yeah. like as a as a jury yourself would you want to sit in court for a week to talk about how two old ladies wanted to save some cats I want to be so incredibly clear about this, Camila. I would die for Mary and Beverly. So, like, yes, I would 100% through a, through, through a trial. But, I mean, at, at some point, though, I have to believe in some sort of faith in the justice system that there is some sort of just unbiased, like, just totally, uh-huh. like, you know, based strictly on the law and no other uh, external factors and all of this, that there are good people within that system that are going to do the right thing for, for, for these two older women just trying to do the right thing. You know what I mean? just trying to live their lives in a way that is meaningful. And so I, I don't know. I have to, I have to believe that simply that the prosecution made some really good argument about a bench trial and the judge and judge was like, yes, that's a good legal argument for a bench trial. When in reality, you're probably right. So the attorney says that in order for someone to be charged with trespassing, we're getting to where you were asking it out. Okay. Um, on public property, they need to be doing something illegal to begin with, a much higher bar than trespassing on private property, when all the property owner needs to do is tell someone to leave in order to press charges for trespassing. And feeding stray cats is not only not illegal, but TNR is a nationally recognized method of controlling feral cat populations. But the attorney argues that Mary and Beverly were targeted for their previous advocacy for animals. And so we're getting, we're finally answering all of Camila's questions. Yeah. Camila, do you remember what police had said about that initial call? They said that Beverly, quote, was originally trespassed on March 4th, 2022, and had been observed in the area multiple times since that date. Yeah. Well, apparently that person was the mayor (laughs) of Wetumpka, Alabama, Jerry Willis. He called the assistant chief of police over Beverly and Mary's activity and that day said he had had enough. No. Mary and Beverly's attorney argues to the judge that this whole interaction, this whole thing, this whole entire arrest was retaliation for all of the times that Mary and Beverly had <laughs> bugged the city and the city council and the mayor's office about animal rights ordinances and about animal abuse cases in the city. The attorney said that Beverly and Mary had become a nuisance to the city, and arresting them was how he was going to get them to leave him alone once and for all. First of all, I got all of my questions answered. <laughs> I knew you, I told you you were going to. And second of all, this is a waste of taxpayer money mm. and so much wasted time. 
This, oh, yeah. you know, in the video, um, when the officer was, um, arresting, um, I, I, I the woman, um, he says, Beverly, yeah. I think he said something along the lines of like how he needed to stop acting like a child. She needed to stop acting oh, like yeah, a yeah. child. And the same yeah. words can be said about the mayor. Oh yeah. 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 That, that, that feels really icky to me. That feels very much so like using your political power, power for mm-hmm. like gain. Right. Like, cause if, if this woman is really that much of a nuisance for you, you know, maybe a possible threat to your reelection. Um, and you are able to just make one call to the, to the assistant chief of police and say, take care of this. Like, obviously they're going to freaking do it. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't feel like it. I just, I, from the very beginning, I had icky feelings about this. And when I read this, I was like, oh, pff, that explained everything. I, I, I knew I was right. I can, yeah. I can foresee well, the future. <laughs> for, and it makes sense about like, because we were talking about before about the pressure that, that these cops are clearly feeling yep. from the, from the top. And so like, yeah, like, you know, if they say, you know, you get a call from the assistant chief of police saying, Hey, like we have a problem. Like, you know, you need to go take care of this. Like, yeah, he's going to be like, Oh, well, the assistant chief of police wants me to go take care of this. So I'm going to go take care of this. And like, that's the vibe I got from the jump. So, 100%, that's what happened. For me, it was, it's not taking care of just this. It's taking care of cats. Mm-hmm. Since when was it? True. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and let's remember how this all started, right? It's all because of the freaking cats, so. <laughs> I'm baffled. Yeah. I'm baffled that this is yeah. a high priority for for certain districts. Yeah. Well, Mayor Willis totally denies all of this and never even admits to being the person who called police about Mary and Beverly. Of course. And after the five and a half hour trial, the judge reaches a verdict. The judge found Mary Alston and Beverly Roberts guilty of all of their misdemeanor charges. The cat ladies are each issued $100 fines and sentenced to 10 days in jail, which is suspended, so they don't have to serve any time necessarily. And they're also sentenced to two years of unsupervised probation. That's just all a joke to me. I can't believe it. And just guilty of, uh, I guess... They were guilty, or they were found guilty of trespassing. So they both were charged with criminal trespassing. Mary was charged with gov- with interfering with governmental operations, whatever the f that means. Um, <laughs> and then Beverly was charged with um, with disorderly conduct. I've seen kids act worse than she did. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just again just makes me like lose a lot of faith in the whole in the whole justice system. And also too, like I know enough about this about you know how these you know small towns work, right? Because like we both yeah. like work yeah. in those small towns, and so like you know I know that the judge knows knows the DA, who knows the police chief, yeah. who knows the mayor, you know, and so they're all buddies. <laughs> so I there's I mean frankly there's no doubt in my mind that like the mayor made one call to the judge and was like, hey, you know what, this just need, this problem needs to go away. So he, he put it away. For for me, it says uh, for me the the what I took away was they were each issued a hundred dollar one hundred dollar yeah. fines. That could have been which done, should have been enough. Which should have been no. Well, not just here. It should that couldn't just been done from the beginning. Yeah. 
Oh, from the very beginning, yeah. You think about all of the money that was just wasted, wasted into and the world, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and be, just because just because of two old ladies who just wanted to feed some freaking cats, like, if you really hated this that badly, like, find them to death, you know what I mean? Like, if that's really what you wanted to do, if that's, if you really wanted this, this whole thing to stop, give them fine after fine after fine after fine, you really had to arrest them, like, that is just so ridiculous. Yeah, and also two years of unsupervised probation. Yeah. I, <laughs> okay. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I, I don't know if this question will be answered later on or if it'll ever be answered. Did they actually do anything yeah. wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I really, I feel like I probably should, I should have like called a lawyer and like, have them, and, like interviewed them. We need an expert on this. We need an expert. You just hired a journalist. We talked to the experts. <laughs> that is a very much so a gray area for me too. And I really want to know. Well, Mary and Beverly's attorney immediately says he is preparing to appeal that conviction, Mm -hmm. and he tells CBS News he wants to sue the city on behalf of his client. (laughs) This time, he is going to request a jury trial. Probably like you should have to begin with. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mary and Beverly's story had blown up, receiving national attention. A GoFundMe page that was supporting their defense and appeal fees raised more than $80,000. Oh, Today, it's more than $90,000. Oh, People were touched by their story. Two women who were willing to take on the very top of their city and go to jail, all to help animals who desperately needed it. Here are some of the supportive words people had left on the GoFundMe page. Catherine Brankick said, These compassionate women were doing what the city should have been doing. So sorry this happened to them and the cats to depend upon them. Jeevan Takar said, I aspire to be as wonderful in life as you truly are. Amy Schmidt said, keep up the good fight, ladies. You're amazing, and I hope this doesn't discourage you from helping. Preach. Preach. Preach, Amy, preach. Yeah, seriously. I think we're all on Beverly and Mary's side. If you're not by the end of this episode... Yeah. I... I know. We're not. We're 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 not. We're not on the same. We're not friends. We're not, we're not friends. friends. Yeah, we're not the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, as Mary and Beverly's lawyer was preparing for the appeal, they got some pretty good news. In April of this year, 2023, the city said that they are no longer going <sighs> to pursue the criminal charges against the two ladies, ending the criminal case. I feel like there's going to be a plot twist, or there's something else coming. No, no plot twist. That's no. Good. That's it. So, okay. Okay. I know. I've like built a reputation for myself of like plot twists. <laughs> <laughs> like that for me um but no that's pr- that's pretty much where we're at so oh. i will say so there is like kind of i well here's the plot twist i guess actually technically so the ambig like i'm a little um confused because like the, there's like a little bit of ambiguity because there was um you know they they did say that this isn't them like dismissing the charges altogether. um so like they it's not like like it doesn't like go away so i guess it just kind of like continues but like i guess it means that the city is not going to like actively like fight them on this so i'm a so point being is that, like, if the city's not fighting them on this and, like, all of their appeals just, like, naturally, like, win, right? So then I guess, like, like so it's not them saying, like, we give up, but it's them, you know, saying we're not, like, we're not going to win, so, like, we'll, we'll just let you win kind of thing. Okay. So, like, the ultimate goal, like, the ultimate end result here, though, is, like, no more criminal charges. 
Okay. All right. So no, hopefully no more jail pictures for uh, Mary and Beverly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, after their arrests and their convictions, Mary and Beverly, of course, did not dare to tempt fate and return to their usual spot to try and help the cats. But they did live in the area still and drove the road on a regular basis. Mm. And they both said that that was the worst part of all of this having to drive by the area seeing the cats in need of help and overrunning the area and not being able to do a thing about it it just broke their hearts and so this is when i get back onto my soapbox (laughs) here because you all know how much i love my two rescue animals more than life they're both snoozing like right on their beds right next (laughs) to me as we speak i'm gonna cry this is a reminder (laughs) that there are millions of animals in desperate need of good homes across the country and there are so many shelters out there just doing their best to care for them. Most of them are volunteers, and if you remember from episode 9, my favorite shelter worker, Kelly, got onto her soapbox to tell you (laughs) all about why you should rescue and volunteer at an animal shelter if you're able to. Go back and listen to that episode to hear her talks about that so passionately. And also, that's episode nine, um, the Ellen Greenberg case. Crazy case. Listen to that full episode, and then you'll get a little bit of Kelly at the end. (laughs) 3.3 million dogs and cats enter shelters every year in this country, and of those, almost half are put down Mm. for health and behavioral reasons but also just because they could not find a place for them to call home permanently. So you've heard it here before, and so I'm going to say it again, and you're definitely going to hear this from me again in the future. Adopt. Don't shop. There are so many animals, and yes, purebreds too, just waiting in a shelter for an owner they can give all of their love to. I am all for the animals. I... (laughs) I I love animals more than I love people, probably. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) If I could could have, like, 20 of them, I would. I have always dreamt, if there's something that I want to do later on in life, not, like, career-wise or, like, for myself, it's it's just to have land to build a shelter Mm -hmm. and to house so many animals And hopefully they can get adopted. But if they can't, they would just like live there and they would have their own space. They can all get along together, hopefully. Um, (laughs) They can all be best friends. They can all be best friends. Yeah, in a perfect world. Um, They can have they can have all the toys that they want. I yes. Mm. If you are someone out there that is looking for an animal right now, this is your sign. Yeah. My voice. Yeah. My voice. This is your sign Um, (laughs) telling you to go out. And adopt a dog or a cat. Um, they probably need it as well. Yeah. And like, you know, and I just like every, like, because I've had both. I've had shelter dogs and I've also had like, um, you know, dogs that we got from like the pet store kind of thing. Shelter, my shelter dogs are leaps and bounds better. Like, you know, <laughs> they are like, they are so like, you know, loving and like, you know, so like fun and just like, uh, I just like. I could talk about it all day long, but I won't get on that soapbox for too long. I will say I did just um, send you a picture of my two little dogs snoozing because I did um, need to tell you about that um, and show you that, how that works, because uh, so cute. Oh, my God. They're both they're both knocked out, but they're on the same bed. Hey, 
out. That is all that we have for you this week. So Camila, thank you so much for coming on. It was lovely seeing you. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me on. This was great. It wasn't a murder story. It wasn't something that was crazy. Equally important. But equally important. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Well, tell everyone where they can find you and your work online if you would like to. Um, Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at CBarcoTV. And I think the same goes for my Facebook. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. And thank you all so much for listening. We are going to put all of our sources on our website so you can read everything for yourself and probably come up with a few theories too. And if you are just loving this podcast and are wondering how you can tell anyone and everyone about it, the best way to help others discover this podcast is to leave us a five-star review and a rating wherever you are listening right now. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we will see you next week for another episode of Crime Over Wine. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.